Jason Agnew in for John Moore here this morning on Moore in the Morning. And the gentleman that will be filling in on the rush this afternoon. And actually, if you were up early, you just heard a bit of this conversation already, uh, is Mark Tui. He joins me this morning for the morning brief. All Tui all the time on News Talk 1010. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, Agnew in the AM. <laughs> yeah, I had a uh, listener write that in yesterday. Uh, saying, okay, so it's more in the morning, so when Jason fills in, Agnew in the AM, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm good with it. Sounds good to me. Um, me. Mark, uh, what doesn't sound good, though, and I heard you talking about this already, and as I woke up this morning and started reading into all of these details of what happened with uh, Officer Greg Pierschella um, being killed and gunned down on Tuesday, the first-degree murder charges are out for both of the suspects, Um, But when you hear about what the male suspect here has had had with uh, his history from the past, you know, violent crime, including pistol whipping, assaulting an officer, terrible behavior while in prison, which included stabbing another inmate. Uh, This man was uh, walking the street because he was on bail. The justice system has failed here, Mark. There's no doubt. And because of that, we have an officer that's dead. Yeah, and this is a tragedy, a horrific story of the death of a young police officer, a man who committed his life to doing good things for the public and protecting all of us. But the story of the criminal, allegedly, in this case, is not an unusual one. Hundreds of people are shot on the streets of Canada every, you know, every year. Dozens of people are killed with guns by criminals just like this guy every year in Canada. And it's not enough for us to sort of say, well, the justice system is failing. We need to single people out. There's blood on the hands of our leaders. And I don't mean, you know, literally, but I mean, our politicians, our leaders, Justin Trudeau, Doug Ford, John Tory, by name, they take a share of responsibility of this because they are not doing what they need to do in order to fix it. And it's too, it's very hard to do, and they're afraid of doing the tough work. They would rather do a kabuki theater where they run around and sort of point fingers at everybody else being responsible for it. But there are some things that they can do. At the federal level, they can stop this ridiculous charade that legal gun owners are in any way, shape, or form part of the problem. That's just a distraction that takes resources, time, money, people away from actually addressing the problem. They can change the law so that if you're already prohibited from owning a gun because you have a prior offense, you should never get bail, period, full stop. If you're arrested with a gun and doing something violent, again, it just should never happen. Uh, Doug Ford needs to act to fix the provincial jails. Our provincial jails where people are held before trial are so bad that no judge in the country will let people stay in them because they describe them as Kafkaesque and inhuman. Whether that's true or not, the jails need to be fixed. And nobody at the provincial government that works for Doug Ford is doing a damn thing about it. That needs to change. And then municipal, you know, mayors like John Tory, who love to point at, oh, well, we need to ban handguns on this side of the street because the people on the other side of the street would never think to cross the street with a kneel. Come on. They need to stop distracting public attention from things that work by pointing at things that don't work, and they need to buckle down and do their damn jobs. 
This is uh, definitely something we'll continue on the conversation with in the roundtables today, Mark. But a couple other things I wanted to touch on with you um, in the morning brief. Canada's health agency is closely monitoring COVID in China. Uh, now, this is because the U.S. announced Wednesday it was joining a few other nations by imposing travel restrictions because of a surge of infections in China after the rollback of strict antivirus controls there. I got to say, Mark, I am shocked the U.S. is first on this. Many states have never recognized COVID. Go to Florida and Texas. They've never cared. But the U.S. is implementing these tests. You think Canada's sure to follow here? I'm just surprised they're not first. Uh, well, I think there's a couple of reasons that uh, I don't think Canada was first. I think the American reaction has more to do with the geopolitical Cold War between China and the United States and less to do with public health. Uh, that's number one. Number two, we have no idea what's happening in China because the data from China is completely perverted by the Communist Party of China. You know, they went from having zero COVID cases to having, you know, hundreds of thousands overnight. Everybody knows that's not true. Everybody knows that they're just dumping information. Uh, so nobody really knows what's happening. Canada also does routine, not every flight, but routine targeted wastewater testing. So everybody on that long flight from China, you know, has uh, something to drink, whether it's a soft drink or a highball. And uh, then they go to the bathroom on the plane and all of that sewage comes off the plane and a lot of it is tested so we know whether there is COVID virus in somebody on that plane. We know what strain it is. So we're doing a lot of that surveillance indirectly without having to test the people. But I think we learned that the pre-testing and the post-testing of individual uh, travelers really ha didn't accomplish much. So I'm glad we're not rushing to this. Uh, a nano survey finds the top health care priority in Canada should be to hire more doctors and nurses. Now, this is a survey, and this is probably what people will say off the top of their head. But from two firsthand perspectives here, Mark, you were in the hospital this year. It turned out just fine for you as you made it on through and you're back on the air doing your thing. I spent six weeks in the hospital. Uh, it did not turn out for me as I lost a family member this year and saw the medical system fail my mother. Um, this to me is not necessarily a, sol it's not a solution to throw more doctors and nurses into the mix, but I do have to say it would be quite helpful. Yeah, no, I think we're staffing levels are down from what we expect them to be. I think uh, in the short term, this would be very helpful. But the survey is not that useful. I mean, it's asking people who don't know much, you know, what it is that they think should be done to fix things. On the one hand, uh, people say hire more doctors and nurses. On the other hand, the same people say, but don't, don't bother investing more in the system. That won't help. Well, I'm not sure how many of these doctors and nurses are going to work for free. So, you know, if we hire more of them, that's investing more in the healthcare system. It's internally inconsistent, which just kinds of points to the fact that, you know, this is not an easy question to answer and uh, nobody has their finger on the correct solution, but it's going to require a lot of creative thinking. And we're starting to see it eking out, uh, you know, here and there in the healthcare system, which is good. But I think it's our job on talk radio to keep inspiring people and encouraging them to come up with wild ideas that just might help because one in a hundred will make a difference.
Well, last topic here, Mark. Nice little kicker to end things off with. I mean, you're a, a gentleman much like myself. Uh, you know, a little the old grumpy man, I like to call myself sometimes, Mark. And Who are you calling grumpy? Yeah, that's exactly it. You're grumpy about grumpy. Uh, the iPod, the BlackBerry, the iPhone Mini, and Internet Explorer. We said goodbye to all of that tech in 2022. I'm not sorry to see any of it go, even though I held on to my BlackBerry for far too long. Anything that you're sad about seeing go or would like to see come back tech-wise? I'm sad about the BlackBerry because it was a great uh, tool. I like uh, the entertainment features on my iPhone, but it makes lousy uh, phone calls. I wish it did that better. But most, mostly about the BlackBerry, I miss a phone that doesn't require a case because uh, you know all the smartphones now, if you don't buy a case for them, mm. uh, you break them within a week. And so it's all about the case. People are, you know, line up to get the color they choose in an Apple iPhone when it comes out with a brand new, you know, pale rose gold. But no one's ever going to see that because if you don't put it in the case, it's going to be in the garbage can within a week. I just think now we know Mark Tui has a rose gold phone under that case <laughs> is what we revealed here. Uh, Mark Tui, thank you so much. We'll listen to you today at 2 p.m. on The Rush. Thanks, Jason.